0: Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pool podcast brought to you by Molson Coors and this month's Beer of the Month, uh, the Fine Brewing Company. Um, I must say I needed quite a few of those rattlers to get me through watching the highlights of the two games we're going to review, uh, Valor at home in York away. And of course, as you as always, uh, Gary Griffiths is here to help me churn through this and then get onto the Molson Mailbag. How are you doing, Gary?
1: I'm good, mate. This, this, I just thought this could be... This could be the last ever recorded recording of our voices before the hurricane hits. We're we're, we're chucked into the air. I don't think it's going to be a hurricane. I think it's just going to be a storm.
0: Are you going to watch uh, The Wizard of Oz to get some... Might do, yeah. Uh, ideas of what you need to do, um, yeah. I, uh, but I'm gonna, I, I'm
1: gonna see you as the, all of the three characters. Like you're gonna be the <laughs> lion, the Tin Man. <laughs> le- I, I actually am a coward.
0: I have no heart. I'm <laughs> oh thick as thick as shit. So that's a uh, heartless yeah. coward. <laughs> so, be, the, if,
1: if people ever review this on on iTunes, they should. <laughs> the host is a heartless coward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's thick as shit. Uh, so so. Um, the the last time that we had a hurricane, uh, my wife, I think it was 2019. would have been 2019? Uh, my wife is in Chicago. Mm. So I was left here on my own, which was probably the worst terrified. idea in the world because I'm an idiot, basically, as as I just mentioned. So my bright idea was to go and get, like, some groceries before the thing hit. So in case the power went out, which it did for, I think, like, two days or something. Mm. But I've, <laughs> I went and got, like... Milk, <laughs> from <opposite, laughs> I got like idiot. all of the stuff. Ice literally... <laughs> cream, milk. <laughs> I think raw, I did get ice cream. Too. <laughs> this <laughs> will see me through. Oh, literally! Yeah. Like I, I, end up having like like gunge and some uh gone off milk. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, I, at least
1: Guinness, Guinness is room temperature, isn't it? Well, that can be room temperature. It doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah, um, so that for, that can work. I, I went to. uh just kind of reminds me of room temperature. I went to the still the, the Stillwell Freehouse to watch the York games. It's, yeah, I think it was like my first time actually watching a Wanderers game there. And they, wicked. I saw that they they had that British bitter you were talking about on tap, mm. and I couldn't bring myself to. I just I couldn't do it. Because like, it. it was kind of warm in there in the back, and <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. last thing I want right really now is uh, a room, room temperature, temperature beer. beer. But uh, yeah. I had you've like been here,
1: you've been here too long. If you need cold beer only,
0: well, I had like their um they had like some uh it was called like the little beast or something it was like a I can't even remember what brewery it was uh because they don't serve uh, Molson Coors products yeah. which I normally drink I but, was uh... just about to say
1: we sound so much like we're sponsored by them like the the cadence of your voice when you're talking about them is exactly the same as your Molson Coors voice but we're oh, not really we're oh, not sponsored by them, no, i to be.
0: They actually, they, they hate us, actually. They said they, when I yeah. went up they were like, oh, you're not down the pub guy, we hate you. And um, we've never <laughs> sponsored a like of you. So uh, actually, no, nobody actually knows them. <laughs> they they, the they listen to the Young Gaffers only, don't, yeah. don't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, all, they're big false nine yeah. fans. It's false nine, <laughs> so, Young Gaffers, <laughs> Bit of Footy Prime. Which are also amazing shows you should listen to. So uh, let's let's kind of get into the crux of the show. So I thought before we get into the two... Um, the two games and get through them as quickly as possible. I just thought we'd uh, just have a quick chat about um the, the the announcement on the weekend of, um Mr. Noonan making his first big announcement as uh, commissioner that um they're going to give a prize fund the same uh to equal to the person the team that wins the regular season as well as the team that wins the playoff championship. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and they also plan to do. Rec- retroactively give money I think they're going to give the money as well to like the teams that have won it which um so what, what are your thoughts it's a total MLS thing because uh, mm. they have the supporter shield and then they've got the MLS Cup so uh, what are your thoughts on it I think coming
1: from like both of us coming from a European background probably actually a lot of people listening to this even if they're North American uh, <laughs> if, they've, if they've like grown up watching a lot of football then you probably probably tend to lean towards the single table being the most important thing um but actually t- to be honest since i moved it i'm f- i'm fine with playoffs now i've i've come around to them i like i like i like playoffs i'd never want it like in the english premier league because historically it's never happened so i don't want that to change but in the canadian league i think i think you need playoffs because like you and i we're not everyone listening to this as well, to be honest, like we're not the target audience for the marketing department of this league. Like we're already in, we already love the sport. The job of the league is to attract people who wouldn't necessarily watch it otherwise. And if you need to do playoffs to kind of create this idea of an end of season event in people's heads, then great. Um, I think in the same breath, what we've always wanted while, because I think most people accept that, but we've always wanted then some kind of recognition to the, the, the league winner. Which I suppose this does. Um, so I, I I'd say overall I've, I think it's good. Um, I think the monetary side of it will, will mean a lot to the clubs certainly, yeah. um, and it does kind of right. My my only the only the only reason I've got slight hesitation is because I feel as though now it kind of throws it a bit up in the air. What is the most important? Whether it's the winning the playoffs or winning the league, and I think just from a an emotional perspective as a fan what what am I investing all of my emotions in like if 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 Wanderers won the league would I get the same kind of emotional high as I would get if we won the playoffs and it's it's not bad having two things which both mean something but if you like just from an emotional perspective you really want to center all of your passion and all of your desire to win onto one thing so I hope I hope this doesn't lessen the playoffs, and I hope the playoffs don't lessen
0: this. If that makes sense, yeah, I, I think um, just going back to the the North American side of things, like in the states, like for the MLS, they've got the supporter shield and the MLS Cup. The supporter shield is given to the team that's like top overall, but I I don't think people care about it as much as winning the MLS Cup and in and and the same like where hockey and all that kind of stuff like in hockey there's some trophy for being the best team overall during the season but the playoffs the Stanley Cup is the one that people give a shit about right and I think that's I I, I think it's kind of the appease both that there's the European people like us who like are used to a certain way of football being like having something and then obviously the play like the playoffs thing like I prefer the single season thing because I think over twenty eight games you deserve whatever, but I don't hate it. It's like it, it is what it is. It's as you said, it they're not trying to attract the likes of me and you because like we're we're invested in the league anyway, because like we just watch football and the fact it's on our door doorstep, you know, why else would we go and watch the turgid stuff to watch most of this season, right? So I mean so so yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. Um I think that they probably were gonna do it and they wanted to hold off to let him make the announcement um, because it's a obviously his first big news story. I, I am enjoying the fact that he's traveling all over Canada to see the games. Um, I mean, he's
1: he, he's all in at the end of the day, yeah. isn't oh, he?
0: I, I, yeah, he definitely is. And I think that um, I, I heard a rumor that he might be coming to Halifax soon, which would be kind of nice for him to kind of see um, what the difference is, I think, because we're, like obviously coming to a smaller city outside of vancouver and calgary and edmonton and all that kind of stuff to see what the club has done here to build the brand and all that kind of stuff here is going to be interesting for them to see yeah. so yeah um I, i'm i'm pretty happy with it. i think it's a good idea so uh well done mr Noonan. uh you're definitely doing the right you're taking the right steps so let's uh let's let's get ourselves i'm sorry like <laughs> i'm sorry i know this is like this, we're a review show and this is what we're supposed to be doing but Holy Mother of the Divine Jesus! Like I I... Well,
1: I, I think famously, mate. Um, people like to listen to podcasts where the host sounds bored. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what people want from their podcast? Well, well, they're
0: they're in for a treat here, I can tell you. <laughs> but uh, no, like I I, I watch back the, the the Valor game today. Like I I'm working on the York one from memory because I just could not sift through that again. But um, the, the Valor game, I, I thought we're really good at playing against them. It's like um, Stephen has. And I think as well, like I was talking to Daryl Ford, I a little bit because he's been on the show and stuff for like that. And I was just asking, like, is it because of the pitch size? Because they're like, where they play seems, quite, and that's not to take away from what we've done, but like, obviously they've got a style of play that they play because their, their stadium is quite expansive. And whether playing in a, a, a smaller venue like ours kind of is a little bit different for them. But, you know, we can't take away from the fact that Stephen got his tactics kind of spot on and as soon as we kind of uh weathered the storm the first ten minutes of whatever valor like they we had, I think they had two chances to clear off the line and then mm. after that we just had their number and as soon as we got the goal we were definitely the better team and in the second half we just kind of sat back as we tend to do sometimes and just kind of saw it out really didn't we?
1: Yeah we've we've beaten them before we've beaten them over the past four years I think three times in exactly the same scenario like get a penalty score it see out a one nil win like going back to Rob Gale's tenure we were yeah. beating them like that um obviously their roster's much changed so like the only thing really the same is the, the, the badge and the name on the shirt but I I don't think it's like we've got a really good record against them over they're one of the few teams we've got a positive record against I think because we normally beat them at home we normally lose to them away, but we every now and then we'll pick up a drawer away. Yep. So because of that, like it, it looks really favorable on us. I don't think it's anything particularly like idiosyncratic to Valor. Why we tend to do well against them. I think, yeah, they're just one of those teams and I, there's probably something in that, what you said about the, the pitch side size. Cause cause I don't they've... know if it's a camera angle, but it does seem like their pitch is one of the biggest in the league.
0: Cause they've tipped up here twice now in the space of what, like a month and a bit. And mm. it's, it's, kind of been the same game a I, little. I felt like in this game they were attacking a lot more. They were they looked like they were up for in that first 10 minutes. And I was kind of like, oh fuck, here we go. Cause as I said, like uh they had a, a, a goal like clearance when Moses Dyer went through and then I think they had a header cleared off the line from a corner or, or something. And then after that then we just whatever tactical changes we made or whether we just kind of got our foot on the ball and just started playing our game we started definitely coming back into it. I and mean, we were definitely like towards at the end of the half, we were way, way much better uh, as we were a better team overall. But um yeah, like, I mean, like for me, for me, like the two most exciting things in the game, like the penalty, like was a definite penalty. Like uh, the, the defender was being ridiculous even going for that. Uh, Fumpa had a couple of like little mm, runs and there was one, one where, where
1: he jinked in between. Yeah. Oh, I'd that, love that to have gone that, in. That,
0: that, that was... That was probably the most exciting part of the game and then yeah. I think was it um, Ryan Robinson attempted a scissors kick oh, yeah. towards the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that was then, a nice move leading up to that as well. That and was a think, really nice passing move.
0: And I, th- I think outside of that then the most uh, exciting thing or interesting thing that was happening was me trying to stave Save myself from the legions of wasps that had come out that day to attack us all. <laughs> oh, right, <yeah>. It's <laughs> outrageous, wasn't it? <laughs> so, so, so we're in the patio section, and uh, like a so store everywhere. I was like, first of all, my buddy was drinking like, um, like blue lobster, one of those uh, punch, mm, the really punch sugary things. sort of thing. So that's attracting I mean, them. And then I looked around, and, and like the the show had like stood beside a bin too. So I was like, <laughs> man, you're just asking for trouble here. So. Yeah, it was just... yeah
1: they were terrible even even like up in the up in the rafters where we are they were really i had one that just stuck on me all match like no matter where i put my beer it was right in my eye like it was he's, just looking at me
0: he said he's, he's, he's inside your house now waiting for you he is yeah he is
1: yeah <laughs> It's gonna nick my pocket money so uh, it was a nightmare but apparently apparently like i don't know if it's true but someone said to me the the you know the permanent toilets yeah there's like wasps nests in the roofing there or something so oh, i again i don't know if that's true um usual disclaimer don't try and sue us we have the molten cause lawyers yep. behind us yeah that's, that's what i true. heard
0: wow um yeah so um i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think of what else happened in that game can you think of anything it was no, mate, nothing yeah we won one nil was... at
1: home from it... a penalty I've, I've, I've listened to this it... song before <laughs>
0: the, the only the only good thing as well is that we obviously dented valor's uh Chances at a playoff berth and um, mm. kind kind of kept our own.
1: Not nice, nice for another team to bottle their playoff chances at Wanderers ground. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we, nah, we kept, not just we, us,
0: we kept our dreams alive because uh, we're still we're still technically, mathematically available to <laughs> to make it. So yeah. So um, who who are you going to give your man of the match uh, on that one? Bumper.
1: Because he he was really dangerous all match. He, like even yep. he, like he, chances aside, like he was he was kind of doing the things he did for the first four or five matches when he first moved here. I don't think he'd been great the last few I've seen him in, but he's he was back on like the right. I'm going to run in behind. I'm going to drive. I'm going to be waspish up front, like just buzzing around <laughs> and <laughs> hey. for want of a better phrase. <laughs> so, yeah, bumper for me. Uh,
0: I I'd, I'd probably go the same. I I think uh, there, like. <laughs> It was just a, a solid performance, and I, I feel like we've kind of gone back to what we do best under Stephen Hart, and that's like, um, sit back, try and nick a goal, and then just try and see it out. Because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we've had what three clean sheets in a row yeah. now, so um, it, it, like, whatever defensive frailties we were having has definitely uh dissipated, but at the same time, though, it's it, the creative side of the game has been. Mm-hmm. A, t- a tough watch so yeah I, I'd probably give it to I'd probably give it to Fumper too I think he's like right now he's probably the most exciting player we have as we saw in the York game too he's like he's always there to to, to bring a little bit of excitement that jinky run that he did like I mean it looked like he was going nowhere because mm. was it Sean Rea maybe that like sprinted right back after him and looked like he was going to go nowhere and then he just turned inside and then went between
1: a, them yeah, split yeah
0: which was really really nice so that that was probably should he should have
1: gone far post but
0: yeah you know you're so critical like i mean I, 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 anyway um so yeah so uh for, for me too i special shadow too i thought that uh escobar had a, a, a much better game this time yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit more involved so um yeah so moving on for that one uh, into the oh did we, we five minutes in and out i love it well, like what well, like well I don't no, like, I know mate, I know honestly, I love it. I see four then, minutes on this one. Yeah, have not so, even got a goal so, to talk so, about. <laughs> so so the so the York one, I did want to just talk a little bit about um because we just mentioned it there, like our defensive shape and what's uh what 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 has he changed? Like like we just look so much more solid and it's no and like obviously Santos has been on the bench now like the last couple of games and uh, obviously Peter's been injured, but um so, so it's not just the players. I think it's like he's changed something in the defensive setup. So What are you saying yourself that like um, makes you think like what we're doing differently to uh, to, to not be so wide open as what we were kind of in mid season.
1: I, I, had to, I have actually got some stuff to say about this, so we might go over four minutes here. Sorry, um, i right. like starting point for this before we get into personnel is going from four three three to three five two five three two, whatever you want to call it. I th- something the idea I, like we talked about we we have talked about this kind of we've talked around this but not really explicitly gone into it but just this idea of different formations working better at different levels of the game with players at, at different technical levels as well so I think retrospectively the coaches would probably look back on playing four three three as maybe at this level of the game, you don't have the players with that speed of thought, with the technical level um, to like that fluidity you need to play that formation. Like every single player has to be bang on it for that to come off. Otherwise you get games like the forge games where it just, you just look so open. You can't play one touch. It just doesn't work. I think that formation belongs to higher quality players than exist in this league, quite frankly and i think the coaches after the york game probably before, before the york game actually but they 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 started to realize that and then you think right what have we got to work with and and how can we how can we what formation can we put them in that gets the best out of them and i think if you look at something like 352 all of the benefits of playing that formation are coachable at pretty much any level of the game because for 352 to work you need structure you need good distances and you need kind of, you need athletes as well. Cause it's quite as like, not fast athletes, but athletes, players of stamina. Cause there's a lot of running, especially for the, for the wing backs. and that stuff, that stuff's all like athletes aside, but the other stuff is all very coachable. You can coach structure, you can coach defensive shape and they've gone to that formation. And how organized do we look now? We look incredibly well organized. And that, I think that's kind of what Stephen Hart's good at. Like he, like, <laughs> I think he likes, I think he thinks of himself as, and I think he likes attacking creative football. I think it's core. That's who he wants to be as a coach. But I think truthfully, his best qualities as a coach are coaching structure and coaching shape. Like I've, I've seen training sessions they do, and he's really, really good at kind of like defensive distances and making sure when they all step up, they step up together and things like that. So a coach like him coming in, like I think 3-5-2 suits the players better. It suits him as a manager better as well. So that's a big part of why we've looked better defensively. Um, second part of that is personnel. And again, we touched on this last week, how um, Campania, Omar and Ruby, as a three, they're incredibly complementary because they're, they're kind of parts of a whole, aren't they? You've got Omar, who's very, very relaxed, very zen, usually plays a step behind the other two and likes... Have the game in front of him, come pass out from the back. And he doesn't look he doesn't look panicked in challenges either. So that's that just calms everyone else down. You've got Ruby, who's kind of a lot more intense, very front-footed, likes to step into the challenge, doesn't back off. So you've got a bit of aggression and bite in the in the right center back spot. And then you've got Campania, who we've sung his praises no end, but kind of Gives you two different things. Positionally, he's fantastic. Like he can sniff out danger really well. He's kind of a bit of a mixture of Omar and Ruby in that he likes to step in, but he can also take a step back and kind of like let the the attacker turn. But also his distributions, apart from actually the first 20 minutes against Valor, his distribution was pretty poor. But other than that, his distribution is really good. And something I hadn't noticed from him in the first couple of games, it's not just his passing, it's also... It's also that he drives into the midfield with the ball at his feet, like he can carry it forward. He doesn't have to just pass it. And that, that's quite high risk because it does leave a hole in behind him. So he, so Polisi or Jeremy or Rampy have got a notice when he does that and step back and cover that space. But it, it's also very beneficial because if he can carry that ball forwards, like he's creating space for himself, someone's got to step in to try and tackle him, which kind of leaves the man who they were on free, and it creates lots of different angles and attacking opportunities as well. So yeah, it's, I, I like the the transition to three five two's been excellent because it's made us more solid, and the personnel who we've got at
0: the back have also made us more solid. I think as well, um, the the thing that all three of them have is pace. Like they're, they're not slow, mm. and mm. I think that um we were kind of getting caught out an awful lot like just because we you know like a lot of forwards in this in this league are they're either brutish or else they're like they're really fast. And I think like when we kind of mentioned that the start of the season that you know for certain games we'll have Peter in because he's big and tall, then other games have Restrepo because he's a little bit more agile. Whereas these guys like they kind of have a little bit of, of everything, you know, like they're kind of pacey um, like Omar's pretty decent in the air. I've noticed, like he's pretty good at headers and stuff for like that. And I am, um, and I <laughs> just in this game, there's this a part when uh Compania, I think uh Max Ferrari was like I um was was going through, and he just like he headed the ball. Ferrari, everything that was in the way. Yeah, like, poor, yeah. Poor Ferrari was like spark out <laughs> just like what the fuck's happening? What's going on? So I kind of like that he has that kind of like, as you said, that little bit of a bite about him. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it's going to be difficult. Like we obviously like Peter's got be coming back from injury, and like we've got Santos. And I think Peter, uh, sorry, Stephen, probably is worried about changing what he has because it's been working so well. Like you know what I mean? I think it's going to be difficult for Peter and. Eric's get back into the team unless we have an injury like where Escobar came off and I think he brought Santos on to replace him, which was definitely not a like for like. Um, no, he what he, no, did, he brought Tabby on, but he brought yeah. somebody went
1: off and uh, Santos and then came on. Bent went off injured. Ruby went to right wing back. Yes. and Santos came on a centre yeah, back.
0: That's what it was. Sorry, thank you. Um, so like that, thats the only way that he was getting into the team, and I just think that it's going to be quite difficult for um, Peter and Eric to kind of shift those guys unless there's an injury because why change a winning formula like and i think it'd be good to see them out for the rest of the season if possible just to kind of i think that's gonna be our core for next year to be perfectly honest yeah that's
1: what i was gonna say like i think uh 2023 is everything now every everything they know they're not gonna make the playoffs everything you see happening is preparation for next season and that that those three center backs yeah they they might not be the starters but they'll be close to it
0: I actually like that actually just got me thinking there. So, uh, like Fernandez was out, uh, I think suspended for this game, good yellow card accumulation, and Corey Bent came in. Like, so at the start of the season, after already got injured, Corey Bent kind of stepped up and we, we talked about like he was like our best player for quite a while, and he was almost had that thumpy, um, like he brought that thumpy effect to the team that like you know he was like driving us on, and he was like. Like attacking players and that, and obviously he's had a few injuries and stuff like that. But he just, he he looked like the Corey Bent of, like, like last year, like where like he just wasn't attacking, like he he wasn't taking people on. He was constantly like going backwards and stuff like that. Like, so what, the heck, like, what, where do you see him fitting into everything? Because again, he went off injured, which wasn't his fault, obviously. But I mean, it's where where do you I... see? It? I I thought he had
1: a good game actually against York. I I really did. I thought he was, I thought positionally he was excellent. Like he took up some really nice positions. I know what you mean. There there were a couple of times he could have probably attacked on the exterior and gone round the the left back, which when he didn't, but um, yeah, you know, like I think their left back's quite quick as well. So that's fine. But I I thought he had a good game defensively and in attack going forward though. Yeah. That's the thing with him. You just, you you don't know how much you can rely on him from a fitness perspective so it has to he has to be a squad player you can't you can't you can't guarantee him to start most games so which means he has to be a squad player and his versatility means it's going to be difficult for him to ever really nail down a position because you can kind of like plug him in in three or four different positions if you've got an injury there so
0: but, but then you've also got like the um the fact that he's he's taking up an international spot, I, mean, I don't mean like taking it up, but you yeah. know, like we, we they they've talked ad nauseum about like getting him and Peter their, their PRs, but I mean, we all know what the process is like, and like I I just I, I kind of worry for him to be honest with you, like whether like what happens next year because you know it, if you'd asked me at the start of the season when Moretti got injured and he was like one of our best players, I would have been like, there's not like he has to be back next year, and and mm. just that. Off a run of injuries and then you know, you're know you kind of wondering where he's going to like fit into the whole thing it's kind of um it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens i would
1: 100 keep him if he gets pr uh, oh yeah if, if he doesn't get pr then it's more of a 50 50 toss up but yeah
0: and i I, th- I think peter might be in the same boat too to be perfectly yeah. honest so yeah, let's hope that uh canada gets the shit together and uh, gets those guys sorted mm. out so you know like Outside of that, then uh, you know, Fompa again was uh, like I mean, he got Roger Thompson got he, Roger Thompson couldn't handle him. He got him a yellow card within the first like fifteen minutes just because he like he's, su- he's such a donkey that Roger Thompson. I don't yeah,
1: rate him at all. Oh, he's been on your podcast. Is he your mate? No, no, he hasn't. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I, massive I just, donkey.
0: It's it's one of those like um, you can see why he's in the team because. He's good in the air and stuff like that, but if mm. he's left one to one with a player like that, it's only going to end up one way, right? And yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Jordan uh, Jordan Wilson as well when he when he plays center half. He's mm. in that kind of boat too. That sooner or something, he's got a bit of pace. Oh, is it him? Is,
1: I'm thinking of actually that got he gave away the penalty in the first game of the season. Was that, that Wilson or Thompson? Uh, that was Wilson. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. So, yeah, th- no, he's a donkey. Sorry, Thompson. You're all right. Uh,
0: it, uh, he has been on the podcast, so uh, that that is not my <laughs> uh, no, but but he's a great lad. And I just it's just that when you're coming up against players like that, and you're you know like you're not, I, I think it's just, like it's you don't want your centre half being exposed like that against players like, like that who had that kind of turn of mm. pace but um there was a beautiful beautiful movement from this was one of Rampy's better games actually and he, he set up like a beautiful chance for I don't even know how he got that that ball through to him and Fumpe Fumpe, yeah got, well
1: Rampy also set up a chance for himself didn't he with that oh my god shot, man like that, that like goal but, of the season
0: but but you know like people have pe- people have been saying like um that you know, like, that's not it's not up to him to score goals, it's not up to him, about, but he obviously has it in his locker. Um, but like, you know, like the majority, I think the chance that you just take to shoot is the wrong option because like he's trying to just mm. create like stuff from 40, and it's just like <laughs> it doesn't even make it to the goal line. But like, for some <laughs> reason, you know, he he obviously has it in his locker, and like that was like that would have been like a, one of the best um wonders. goal. but I feel like that's that's where we're at, where we're just like, could I, should have, would it right? And we're kind of just like. Hoping that something comes, but um, who who would you give your man in the match on on this one too? Rampy, I thought was excellent. Really, really good all night. I think that he um, like, Moby Bully's been on fire, and I think that we like for apart from a couple of good moments that he had, I thought that we uh we handled them. Really well, um, and overall, I think that you're right. I think Rampy was definitely one of our better players, but uh, I think Fumpa as well. It was kind of like he was. He just gives us that little something that we haven't had for quite a while, and I think that we're like, I feel bad from in a way that like just as I said before, like like there's so much we're so expecting because he's it pretty much right now, mm. and uh,
1: yeah, it's it's gonna go in from eventually, and then it will just it'll uh, score every week once he yeah. scores one.
0: I just can't wait to see the celebration when it happens. To be yeah. honest, yeah, I think it's gonna be
1: more relief
0: than yeah. relief than joy. I ju- I just feel like he has that in his locker of doing like about forty different flips. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. gonna go flip, <laughs> flipping crazy. So um, so we have a, a really full um mailbag again this week, Molson mailbag Um, <laughs> uh, we we kind of put out there that you know we didn't actually really do a uh, hundred. We didn't really celebrate the 100 Wonders games because obviously there was a bit of stuff going on that we're never gonna mention again. Um so we kind of like we talked there during the week. And we we're like two not so great games to sit through. What what can we talk about that's gonna be uh a a little bit different? And we kinda asked people what were their favorite moments or if they obviously had any questions for us. So I thought um I would just ask you a, a couple of questions, and then we can kind of get into the mailbag if that works for you. So, uh, yeah. what what was your uh, your best Wanderers match?
1: My best Wanderers match. Um, I I can't get away from the the first home game. Like there's, there's there's been better matches and there's been bigger occasions, but just for me, that was just the best day. Like I never, I could say I never thought I'd only lived here for a couple of years before it happened. But like in the time I lived here, I never thought that we'd have that on our doorstep like I I live just across the commons and um just like walking across the commons to to the game that day meeting my mates at the pub for a drink before it started like the weather being a bit drizzly it just it was it was kind of like like for me personally like now I feel like I'm home like now I feel like this is home this feels this feels I've got the one thing that was really missing from my experience which is having a local football team I could go and watch and yeah, so that, that game is the best match for me. And it was like I will, I remember shaking like adrenaline just after the game, just shaking I was that buzzy and that happy and yeah, brilliant it. memory.
0: Yeah, like like I, I had season tickets for the first for the first season, but if I feel like I I like I didn't fully start getting into the Wanderers properly. Like like I, I went to the games and all that kind of stuff, but I I, I still I still find my feet as being like a like a, a true Wanderers fan. I think the island games kind of Really helped me out, and then like last season, like I was really buzzing with everything. So like I'd say my favorite match was um was it the three three last year with uh with York in the rain? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was more, it wasn't even the game itself because for the most part it was it was fun to watch, but it, like I mean it was it was fucking nuts. But it was just a fact of like that we're all just there getting pissed on. Mm. Like I looked up to the kitchen and the, like people were up there and they had like little uh fisherman hats on and stuff like that and it kind of it kind of made me remember and just made me like solidify the fact that like I, I when there's games like this like this place I mean if you see more and more of that kind of attacking crazy football like how even better that ground is going to be and it was just yeah just that everybody was in it together we're all getting pissed on and then I remember <laughs> going back for a point afterwards like dripping <laughs> dripping wet and just like having like an amazing ball so that was that's what that's my my, my best match that dude like really builds the
1: collective spirit of a club doesn't it stuff like that like if you were one of those that were there just and just for 90 minutes just got rained on and pissed on and then yeah you 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 kind of got that bonding memory
0: yeah it, 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 was, it was so much fun so I, I i really enjoyed that one so uh the next one the best result um i would say in all honesty um i i, I think the three nil away to pacific this season mm. was, i think was yeah, phenomenal considering how bad we've been away from home usually and it, it just yeah it was it kind of gave us hope for the rest of, like the rest of the season went to shit but it was actually like just a little <laughs> bit of a beacon moment you know it was just like oh fuck we actually have and i thought we played them off the park i thought we were amazing in that game so
1: yeah, I actually didn't think of that one, but that is the correct answer. You're right, 100% that. And it's just a shame. I think the reason I'd forgotten it is because of what followed it, which was that terrible run of form. But yeah. it just in isolation, like, how can it not be beating the reigning champions
0: 3-0 on their turf? Brilliant result, brilliant performance. And yeah, it could have been... So just to so people know, these are the questions that Gary came up with. I had nothing to do with these. So this is the, literally the only homework he's ever done for the show. So <laughs> and he came up with it like in 10 seconds, as I can tell by the state of the questions. So uh <laughs> what's the, the worst result? Um
1: I think probably the York game this year. Like I, the 4-2 at home. Like the, obviously there was the 4-0 and the 3-0 to Forge, but I think Forge is just a good team and they can do that to you. Um there's a, there was a 6-2 in 2019 but, I, but that there you there's a lot of caveats to that result we'd been on we'd been absolutely fucked over by the league in terms of our schedule leading up to that so i can completely like write that one off but yeah the york 4-2 at home this season was just like we said it at the time like we hope it was rock bottom it was rock bottom it was just so bad and i just remember leaving the ground that day thinking that something is broken something is just broken and and we're still fixing it now, I think.
0: Well, but but in fairness, like I mean, credit to the the players, credit to the the management. They they have they, they, they stopped the wrong. Like yeah I, yeah I think that was the kick in the bollocks that everybody needed. Um my, my one was actually uh like last year um do you know towards the end of the season we lost that game in Forge but I think before we played against Valor and they fucking spanked us at their place. Um we lost like two games back to back Way, Um I mean, we like that those two games pretty much like did us for the um uh for the, the 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 playoffs last year. The one in the one in Forge, I think we lost like four one or something like that. Mm. As you said they can do that to you. So I, I didn't really feel but the Valor one I just thought it was like we were kind of all over the place, just didn't look good. And the fact mm. that like we were supposed to be pushing for a playoff place kind of I just felt like it was a kick in the box. That was probably my...
1: Yeah, uh, that, as you say that actually, the 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 last game of the season last year as well, where we drew yeah. with Ottawa, that that was I think I think the whole narrative around the club would have been completely different this season. I feel like the fans' patience would have been a lot longer yeah. if we'd have made the playoffs last season as well. So ending the season on that real dud note like hurt this season a bit as well.
0: It's it, it's kind of like the it's the, it's the same thing that's happening now with the top four what happened with the bottom four last year is that like nobody seems to be able to pull a run together. Nobody ever seems to be able to like to want to win the thing. Mm. Like it's crazy. Like I mean, like like how many teams are dropping points? And it was the same like last year between us York and Fowler that we were just like games we should be winning we were losing. And even that as you said like that Ottawa one that was, that was a fucking as the mm. fact that we scored first, it was a kick in the bollocks. Playing as um, ten
1: men for most of it as well. Just oh yeah,
0: but they like. The, the problem then is like we're not great at breaking teams down or that anyway let's not get back into that <laughs> um, so uh, i'm
1: glad we weren't doing this podcast so, last season
0: so so i think somebody did somebody ask us as one of our questions about uh oh yeah so so halifax Wanderer and you stole his question and put it into your own if you could pick both if you could both did pick I? a wanderer's five yeah he did five side <laughs> team players could be from 2019 to present who would you pick and which team would win so I'm not gonna let Gary steal your idea there, Halifax Wander. We're gonna take your <laughs> question. So, right, my five aside
1: team would be I'll be playing a one-two-one, like one in defence, two in midfield, one in attack, okay, and,
0: and a, like, goalie, on a goalie obviously. A goalie,
1: okay, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd have Ox in goal because like I think I think the problems we have with Ox are based around his how well he deals with set pieces and his distribution with his feet. Um, set pieces you don't have to worry about in five aside. And yeah. He's an excellent shot stopper. So, oxen goal. My one defender is going to be Zach Fernandez because in five a side, I know like, but in five a side, like, you don't really need like a big burly centre half. You need. You've actually you kind
0: put some tart into this, haven't you? Yeah, like, as, wow. I'll t- okay. take this
1: podcast seriously. Wow. So, Jesus. Zach Fernandez is very two way, and you need a lot of two way yep. players in five a side because there's a lot of up and down. Um, so, I'd have him at the back on his own with a bit of a license to roam. Um, Jeremy and Rampy in the middle. And of course, Joao Morelli as our striker. The, okay, uh, that's pretty decent, actually. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think like I think four of the five pick themselves, but maybe you've got a different opinion.
0: Um, I I would probably go with uh, in goal. I'd probably go with Basket just because, like, he's. I think he's also a really good shot stopper, and I think he can play with his feet a little bit better. So mm-hmm. I'd go with him. My 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 back. I would actually put Rampy because I think he can do oh, both. A good shout,
1: actually. That, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of, creative, very yeah. creative.
0: Yeah, uh, so I put him there. Then in the middle, I would have um, uh, Jeremy and Joe Morelli, mm-hmm. and then I would have twenty twenty Akeem Garcia up front. Yeah. Nice. So that, that would be my nice.
1: My is, nice is Oko okay for either of us, which is a slight surprise.
0: <sighs> but, like, I, I, he's a really good player. But I, I actually thought that in the 2020 uh, Island games, I, I actually think that Rampy was very underappreciated playing alongside him. And I think that Rampy allowed him to play. I am Plus, he fucked off after one season. Yeah, you know, like fuck he did, like, that guy. The, fuck the, that guy. The bright lights of Indianapolis, like God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was actually another question that you stole from somebody else. I think that a player who you would bring back, um, that
1: would be, fit into this team.
0: That yeah, like that you'd bring back. So, have you had any player that has left? who would you bring back to? Uh, I think somebody had actually asked that question. You stole that one too. So I will find. I, would,
1: I would have, was going to say Sissoko, but you're right. He did fuck off. So not yeah. him. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go for my fellow countryman, fellow Northampton Sheerian, um Elliot Simmons, because I think in this team, if you stuck him at the base of midfield with rampy and Jeremy alongside him and just said, all you got to do is kind of like shuffle, shuffle around in that sixth spot and As soon as you get it distributed it to Rampy or Jeremy, like he would all day long, he can do that. That's his game. Like, he, he's he's flawed, he's he's a flawed player, but yeah, like if you just give him that job, then he would we would have a very strong midfield. So, yeah, I'll bring back Elliot.
0: I, I feel like, um, every season we've kind of progressed, and there's nobody that I felt like was left apart from probably Sazoka. Where I was like, oh, how the fuck did we lose that guy? We should have held on to him. Uh, Elliot's, Elliot's kind of in that bracket too. I thought I, I, but I could see why we got rid of him, like because mm. of who we were bringing in, and it was kind of whatever. But I, I, I would just say, just for because I love to watch him play. Uh, and I just loved like how he always played with a smile on his face. Uh, Kodai. Uh, oh I, yeah, yeah, I'd love Kodai. I, I'd, back I'd, actually, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I felt, I felt the first season, um, because the league was all over the place. I think it wasn't set up for him because of the way that he plays. He's kind of like a little bit more jinky. I mm. think looking at the way that Sean Rea can play in the league like now, um, I think that Kodai would probably uh, be able to play. So yeah, and I just loved I just loved the smile on his face. And you, you can just tell that everybody probably loved him in the dressing room. Mm. Like, he, I don't, I'm not too sure how good his English is, but he just looked like he was just, he reminded me of a son from Tottenham. He just has that kind of, yeah bounce bounce about him so yeah that, that's who i'd bring back
1: to. yeah it's a good shout actually he was he was he was very entertaining and i just just bring him on for the last 20 minutes and let him do what he wants yeah exactly Kodai yeah exactly. Just
0: for, for, i think he was with uh that energy i think he's in the indian indonesian or something, something yeah yeah. Said, so, he played,
1: yeah he played in a match with ronaldinho recently as you do you know yeah. like a, oh, yeah, he was doing yeah. some charity event there and kodai's team played in it the thing I remember asking Stephen Hart about him um, in a post-match thing when I used to, I used to do that in the first season. I've gone off it recently, but anyway, um, yeah. So he he was like sometimes Kodo just doesn't understand instruction on the pitch. And he's like like brilliant player, but he just doesn't understand his teammates what they're saying in English. So how yeah, can he know? What I, to I, do? I
0: I could definitely I I think that when you talk to players who go abroad or like who come here, like they they, they kind of just. At training, they just start to learn the basics of, you know, like those little words that just get, them yeah. Through. And I think, I think that was part of Santos's problem probably last year, too. That, that you know, he's kind of like it just never seemed to, like a lot of people were saying that, like, he wasn't great last year. And I think mm. that's probably like his English is a million times better this year. And it's probably like helped him out an awful lot. Anyway, so let's get into the, uh, oh, actually, no, uh, the last one, funniest moment. Uh, funny, I
1: mean, um, for me, it's, it's, um Morelli again I think it was against Edmonton last season when I don't think the camera even picked this up like we were I think we were three one up so it was like relaxed and we were winning quite comfortably and whoever was man marking him on the corner was obviously like really touch tight and like all over him so Morelli just started like very comically and very like he, he knew it was he was doing it for a laugh, not because it was actually anything worth doing, just started sprinting around the penalty box. Like he was a child getting chased by his marker and he was like weaving in and out of players going right to the edge of the box, coming back again. Like it was, it was, it was fucking hilarious. And I bet some people in the kitchen will remember it, but I don't know how many other people would, but me and Shep like spotted it and we were just pissing ourselves laughing at him. Like just so funny. Uh that's my personal funniest moment. I hope, I hope some, if other people remember that happening, please, Comment or something, so I know that I wasn't just making that up.
0: That totally sounds like something that Joe Morelli would yeah. do. to be honest with you. Um, it's funny. Like I, I, I did enjoy. I, I said it before. The uh, Matt Arnone one, like getting set off after breaking the, the, the <laughs> corner flag. Um, I think I can't remember. It was a game like last year when a pigeon came on to oh, the pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody was singing at the pigeon because it was way more exciting than what was actually happening. <laughs> I've on got the a pitch. picture of that pigeon. Uh, and <laughs> But uh I I I mine's Joe Morelli as well. Like the when he he was winding Telfer up to get him sent off. I just oh, yeah. was...
1: and then he grasped him up to the ref. He was
0: <laughs> like, Oh he's like I just love like the yeah. shit you know? <laughs> And I think I think that's uh something that every team needs. You need to have somebody that's just yeah. gonna be a wind-up merchant. And I think uh he's probably the best in the league, to be perfectly honest with you. So um yeah, so that that that'll be my one. Um so uh so jerry uh, warnick i think who won tw- uh, dollar gift, gift card yeah. yeah congratulations my friend don't spend it all at once he
1: to be fair to him he deserves that because he went to toronto to watch that game the nil nil and yeah they should they should they should put a zero on the end of that twenty-five dollar uh, gift card. Uh, All he
0: needs to do is double it, and he might be able to afford a scarf. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, his his favorite memory has to be the season opener last year against Ottawa. After a year and a half of home games, come back to the grounds for a downpour and a win. The way it was worth it. It's, oh, that, yeah, what a day! Yeah, what yeah, a day that was. I, I, I just um, that, geez, that, 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 that would be another good show for mm. best match. Just the fact of like what what it meant to everybody. Um, yeah, uh, good show, Jerry. Uh, I, 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 last season there was a bunch of those. You know, like when the um, the restrictions were fully lifted and we get the full yeah. six thousand people back and we didn't have to wear masks and all. it was. Uh, I, yeah, I
1: was... don't. I don't normally plug myself on here, but if, like I wrote a piece on my website from away from aways.com an
0: amazing piece actually. if anyone
1: wants to read about that first, it's very emo very very earnest and emo but it's all about being back at the grounds and together with people again after so I, long
0: do you know what like i i don't read most of your stuff um but um, but um that that was a dumb joke aside. like <laughs> that, that was uh it was a really great pre- piece and it was like kind of Perfectly encapsulated what it meant for us all to be there, and uh, it was a great job. So, I definitely check it out. Um uh, Gary can uh send out a link, a little thing to it Um, good and jury. Uh, so Andrew Watson, um, <laughs> I know, so, questions coming. Uh, I know, so his was uh, so, so on the first season 2019, as I said, <laughs> you like, I wasn't like I went to the games, but it was like, um, kind of it was more just what's this new thing happening in the city thing. so we we I hate I hate queuing and there was a lot of like queuing to get into the game. So me and him would meet in the Atlantica Hotel before, uh, and he loves peroni and they started serving the Atlantica and it was obviously right beside the ground. So we would go there and stay until about three fifteen and then walk over because all the goals nice. would be gone. So yeah, <laughs> so I, if, luckily I don't think there was many goals scored in the first fifteen minutes of the in twenty nineteen. So I didn't miss too much. Um, I, those are also good memories for me too. So um. Also, do you think we'll get a goal from open play before the end of the season? So when
1: he started asking us about a month ago, (laughs) we were like, "Uh, of course we will. And honestly, we haven't scored since. So I don't know. And like like how many we scored eight eight open play goals this season. If you don't like I'm not counting corners and shit because that's the set piece. So (laughs) I think we've scored eight. So. Law of averages says we probably want
0: Oh, I know. We
1: probably won. You know what? I am.
0: I, I'm going to be optimistic about this and say we we have to. So last yeah. minute, of
1: the last game of the season. Just <laughs> <laughs> someone.
0: Oh please, God! If I have to run on myself and do it, I'll do it. Uh, just to just to just to stop Andy sending that question to us. Uh, thanks for the question. I, I don't Andy, want anyway. him to stop until we do. Uh, I know. <laughs> Uh, it it could it could carry over to next season. <laughs> the it's next a, season, <laughs> first <thing>. game. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Wanderer Dave, good 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 friend of the show, good L Dave. Um, he he had a couple here. So, uh, what's what's your most disliked player from other teams in the last four years? I hate Lucas
1: McNaughton I don't know why like because he seems like he's actually I've seen him since he went to Toronto and he seems actually like quite a nice guy in interviews but there's just something about him maybe because he's really really handsome maybe that's it so I'm just jealous but yeah he used to wind me right up yeah, he, I always kind of wrote I think I wrote the same status on Twitter about 50 times but he just reminded me of like a B character from the OC who would have bullied <laughs> Seth Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine him with oh a fucking God. surfboard. I you a nerd. You listen to Death Cup Cutie. <laughs> yeah. So him, I don't know why he just wound me up for some reason. What about you?
0: Uh, uh, it could literally be a million different players from Forge. I think uh, and it's, it's one of those things that you kind of, uh, you know they're so successful and you kind of like you hate them for it but uh, it's probably Becker I say most people say yeah Decker, his face a... as well he's
1: got a slimy little face doesn't he yeah
0: Obviously, yeah he was... I guess so but he's like it's just like I I just hate the way that like he's always in the rest he's a captain and so you should be set an example but he doesn't like he's always in the rest faces and I feel mm. like the refs in the league are a little bit kind of um a little bit timid sometimes when it comes to like telling those guys to yeah. kind of fuck themselves. So yeah, I've I've and, heard he's a
1: bit of a dick as well. And, yeah, and disclaimer: most calls lawyers. Yeah. but yeah, I've heard he's a bit of a dick.
0: And like you know, like some of the challenges he does, like like it 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 like I I it was the last year when they were playing, I think in the the Concacaf thing when he got sent off, and then Bobby Smearly-Obs got sent straight uh sent off afterwards too. And it was just like it was a shitty challenge. It was like mm. like they were losing, and it was like one of those like you know. I'm fucking pissed off that we're, we're like, do you guys are better than us, kind of thing. I I uh, his way. elbow
1: in the first ever game as yeah. well. Yeah, just smash
0: uh, him with his elbow. Yeah,
1: yeah he's yeah, yeah him. Uh, good, his, a good
0: player, but what a yeah, what a twat. What a twat. Uh, his next one was most admired uh, player in the league
1: from another team or from yeah, from another yeah. team. Um, do you want to do that one first? I had an I had an answer for that earlier, and it's just I've just blanked out on it.
0: Um, it, it's kind of tough because I, I don't really like to give. Too much um, <laughs> kudos to people, but I'd say probably uh, uh, John Baptiste from Valor. Yeah, considering he came back from that um, awful injury la- like last year, and uh, he's been one of the better defenders this year in the league. So uh, probably him, or I'd say probably uh, Austin Richie as well. I mean, like he's been through the the grinder, and he's he's uh, he's still Carducci. hanging in there. Yeah, Card- yeah, Carducci. Jesus, what a what a what a, what a a person to admire for like a coming out and telling people what happened and be like, just, you know, not being afraid to talk about it. Cause it's uh it can be a touchy subject. So yeah. Yeah. Um, those guys' favorite Molson beverage. He says he likes Peroni and uh Pills Urquil. I I would say Heineken for me. Mm. Uh, oh, I yeah, don't. I like a Peroni as well. Yeah, i a Peroni fan. Um, and then he's asked us to be <laughs> for our best 11 Wanderers in a 3 5 2 formation from the last 100 matches, which is a, a, a tough ask. So I think we, we leave, let's leave that one to last because it's there's a oh, lot yeah. in there.
1: i got it written down in front of me when you do.
0: Oh, you, you actually. Yeah. Wow, Jesus Christ. Dedication, man. mate. I know. Uh well, you might as well go and deal with the elder and go for it.
1: Um, so I've got Ox in goal again. Uh, no, I'm gonna put basket in goal for this one actually. Okay, basket in goal, um, back three, two of the back three want it to be Charlotte and Gems because I remember how good they were at the island yep. games. Yep. Like they were they were beasts as a yep. centre back pairing, with Omar between them as the middle centre back, just kind of like they can be like the brawn stepping in roughing people up and he's the calm one passing it out right wing back zach fernandez okay. left wing left wing back made me realize that de carolis is the best left back we've had in four years like that's decent a... play decent player but that's insane I when you think about it i couldn't it? think of another someone else that sounds horrible like he's, he's he was a good player but like langwa not a fucking chance who Kenumbe, was nah um who,
0: who was it like so who played instead of him uh was, was it jake ruby or restrepo played there the, when the first yeah, season no in 2020 when 20 2020. it was Rube, ruby 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 okay yeah, but I, like, I loved back.
1: ruby but yeah not a left back yep. so wow. um okay. midfield free rampy jeremy sizoko yep and front to joao morelli and Lewis Pereira. I like, I know Lewis Pereira is, re- <laughs> I know he really splits people, but I just think that'd be an incredibly entertaining front, too. Very, very slow. Very, very slow front two. But Morelli and Pereira would be fucking hilarious. Two,
0: uh, two. two really good finishers, in, in fairness. Yeah, but, I don't know who take penalties, though. But... I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how uh, Alex De Carlos uh, feels about getting into the team by default. I, I, but... Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, who, who else could you think to put a left back? Jesus. Uh, I, I, I concur, which I'm not going to do. Uh, I, I, I think that's a great team that you just picked there. Okay. Well. Um, so... Um... Denton, who's been the most improved player on the Wanderers from we, from when we first saw them play a game? Rampasad, uh, 100%. Yep. Just uh, I, I, his progression over the, the the couple of years. I think that had he come into the league when he was 20 or 21, he'd be gone. I think it's it, the fact that he's an international and the fact he's 27, 26, 27 now, mm. it's kind of gone like i think covid fucked him because of elvin moved. to be perfectly honest with you, yeah. like yeah you, you saw how good he was when we played against tfc he was not out of place whatsoever so
1: with him it's not just he's obviously improved greatly as a player but it's been it's been nice to watch him as a human grow as well and mature and if you if you remember like we interviewed him a couple of times um in 2019 like after training and he was really shy like he talk quickly, you wouldn't really meet your eye. But now four years later, he's a like he's a man now. He, he can carry himself, he can meet your eye. He can like give detailed long answers. So that side of it as well, to see him mature in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd I would i would go with that too. I I would also say this season, probably uh Omar from where he was at the beginning of the season to where he's ending it. Yeah. Um there was a big gap in the middle there where it was like, what the fuck did we see in this guy? And Thank God that they kind of kept with it and didn't listen to idiots like us. So yeah, um this season I'd say him probably. Um he, Denton also said that the, his worst game was probably the four-two loss to York because he Great. felt it could have been six six one, which is kind of true. Um and then he also said it was uh the first game where Fumpa showed us how to reignite Spark. So I, I think Fumpa's been one of the huge big bright lights uh, of the of the season. Um Dave Finneyson came in with another question. The man was, Jesus, he must be doing no work today. So, which is kind of nice. Um, I know Steven says no, but with the current system of playing, if you could take one person from another team into the squad, who would be the best fit?
1: Who's the best left back in the league? Mate, you know, is it Mavilla for Pacific? I always liked him. He's pretty decent. He was at Cavalry before, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I've been honest with you. I think... Uh, I am trying to think of like a striker that I'd kind of want. Um... Mm. Babouli, 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 yeah.
1: and Babooli and either Salter or Thumper. Yeah. That's I, the I, answer. I actually.
0: I, I actually think that Mo um, probably just just as I said. Like he had a couple of moments against us, and you could just see like he's quality. Man, he's like he's yeah, he's the, so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's probably like I I think he's probably the best player in the league, if not one. Of I
1: I can when I first saw him at the Island Games, I couldn't work out if he was really good or really shit. I I don't know why I just didn't he just do some things sometimes you think what the, what the fuck are you
0: doing I, th- I think so so him there's a bunch of them uh so him Abzi I think Mo Farsi, the same thing they all came from futsal and uh, you can mm. kind of see that they try and do different things that other guys who didn't grow up doing that, like you. So they always try and do something that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um. And they're really good at with the ball at their feet and taking people on. And I think uh, that's something that we're definitely lacking is just having somebody to uh, to do that. And he can score goals too, which obviously helps. Uh Let me see here. Um. This is from Gary Wilson. Any thoughts on tackling best games? Any thoughts on tackling best games for refs and worst? Also topic on if refs are rated and assessed and promoted or demoted on quality. Um I, I find I, I there's it's kind of like a you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with the, the, the league. Like we've kind of said it before, it's a very young league. So the ref, a lot of the referees haven't refed at the like a high level and they're just like the players. They're they're learning, they're evolving, you know, and trying to get people to referee is incredibly difficult because nobody wants to do it so like you're trying to get like we're trying to get people like at grassroots to referee and they don't want to because they're just getting dogs abused no matter where they go and it's a it's a very tankless task so i i, I try not to shit on the referees too much because they have been getting a lot and some of it's been kind of deserved like some of it's not and it it's just i'd rather just stay away from it to be perfectly honest because i think that if we keep there has to be an assessment of it. And I think if a referee isn't good enough, well then they should be like kicked out of the league. But at the same time though, we have to be also careful that like, we don't drive people away from doing it because they're getting dogs abuse every week. Cause you see, you see yourself in the, the premier league, like how difficult it is at that level. Like, you know what I mean? Like when we're talking about people who probably aren't getting paid an awful lot of like traveling all over the country to, to to, to look after the games for us. So I don't know, what, what, what do you think?
1: I haven't got anything of value to add to that. That was yeah exactly what I'd have said as well.
0: Um, James Johnson, uh, let me see here. Congrats he, on the new baby, by the yes, way, James. Yes, thank you. Thank you, James, for giving us the question and uh, best of luck with those sleepless nights again, my friend. Um, the 6-2 York game a year after definitely... Uh, uh, oh, that was the away game, wasn't it? The yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it was at the end of that hellish away run, so yeah. I I really discount that.
0: Uh along with the 4-0 loss this year to Ford. Fury versus Halifax remains one of the most hyped games. Uh though everyone was so into the game that day. I think um I didn't actually because it was a midweek game, I didn't get to see it because I, I used to work until like eight o'clock, so I'd miss an awful lot of the midweek games. Um but I remember the away game and I thought that we it was probably the first game where we actually looked like it's one team.
1: one to go from Scooby. Yeah, oh my god. Well.
0: And it, it was just it actually gave us like a little bit of belief that we, like we were playing a team that was supposedly like, at a higher level, and we were able to mm. go toe to toe with them. So that uh, that that
1: fury, the the fury game at home, I think, is probably the best atmosphere that's been at the grounds. I remember it being absolutely oh. electric that night, like you're bumping.
0: Glad that I missed it. Um, so <laughs> uh, this is the one that you stole. So it's from Mike Campbell. If you had to sign one former Wanderer for the twenty twenty three squad, who and the rationale. So we've. Uh, We've answered that, Mike. Thank yeah. you for the question, and Gary, sorry for stealing your your question. Um, Smithy at large said, and I actually this was one of my favorite moments too. If the Jordan Mur- uh the Jordan Morrell table kicking incident <laughs> does not make the top ten, this Valor fan will be devastated. <laughs> oh, <this> is <laughs> funny as fuck, wasn't it when that happened? Oh my god, I I I, I <laughs> last year I I think I I posted something about it like last year because I I got the it was very difficult actually finding the clip of it. Because uh, mm. uh, well, here, they did.
1: One soccer deleted all of everything pre twenty twenty one, didn't they, from their streaming service?
0: But so I, I found the clip of it, and I took a screenshot of the the poor women who were at the table that he kicked, uh, who had no idea what the <laughs> fuck was going on. And it like I the heat of the moment, I felt bad for him because like obviously he was sent <laughs> off, and you know like he, he could have kicked anything, but you had to kick the fucking table where it was people sitting at. Why is there a table at the side of the pitch? I don't yeah. fucking know. So, <laughs> it's like we're... do they have like do they have oranges on there for the players or fucking something? <laughs> are they trying to sell 50-50s to the players as they off? I don't fucking know. But uh, that, that that I think that will go down in CPL history. If they ever Big do like time, S- yeah. Simon Simon Springer, uh this one I think was from Instagram, uh Akeem's first goal. The run to the finals of pei we, we actually never mentioned that which that was actually yeah the, the, when, when we all got to go down to our pods down at the wanderers grounds uh yeah. and then people were bringing like it was like a real maritime thing where people had bought like deck chairs and so <laughs> that was like just the same oh, great <laughs> man, <50 laughs> bring your own chair day. i remember i remember steve Steele. uh his weekly mention but i remember he got like really pissed off that he had to bring his own chair to the thing he brought two (laughs) chairs he was like sort of fucking dog a pony shows just have to bring my own chairs to this thing i was like like wait how do you got like you don't have to you can sit on the grass like yeah whatever yeah Um, sat
1: on the grass is fine
0: yeah, yeah exactly uh taking montreal and tsc to the limit and the live match day experience with the 108 ultras um for himself personally traveling to york for the first game of the season live was amazing and picking up three points while I was there is a bonus so I guess he went to our first game of the season which must have been nice like I just thinking back to those heady days when we Oh, there's we were, so much hope in the air wasn't there yeah oh. uh, and then he, he also mentioned that uh, Morelli yeah. being MVP last year which was was kind of bittersweet the fact that like we finished was it fifth or sixth or whatever and like we had the best player in the league I just yeah, it, it was it was. I, actually, I don't want to think about the the last yeah, season. Again. It was just like such a, an anticlimax, and I feel like that's been so much of being a Wonders fan. It's just it's so anticlimactic sometimes. But like the um the twenty twenty was the first time, and like and I think that's I mentioned this before. And look at the way that we're set up now. I think Stephen is an amazing manager for tournament football, and I think yeah. that like the way that we play now would be perfect in a tournament because we're solid. We, we're we can sc- nick a goal and you know if we're in a group stage right now i think that we'd be doing really well you know I mean? we'd, like do, that.
1: we'd do a Greece at euro 2004 wouldn't we yeah yeah exactly like, and, I, and i think that's our way to the final and nick
0: a win and I, I really think that's as you said i think that's that's his forte is making a system like and, and being rigid I, i've noticed it too when i've been up training like how he drills into the head like like everything is like your, where you're supposed to be, what your job is, and even Joe Morelli, who we all think has this free role, doesn't like he he has a role to play. So
1: he had he had zones to play. He had zones he was allowed to play yep. in, and he was um, pretty. He stuck to them zones, like left half space. Because I,
0: I know that uh, at the other games, I think he found it difficult at times. Like he was like having to track back, which I don't we, think was ever part of his makeup when he was playing in Estonia or. He
1: was a left winger at the start of the Island Games, and very, very quickly they moved into a ten because they realised right. like, oh, you don't really do that. Yeah, and you it, can be sc- very good at the other part of it. Yeah, so. and you can
0: score goals. So, mm. um yeah, like so, um I think the thing that's everything. I think we've gone through the mailbag. I think we've gone over what we need to go over. Um, let's. I wish we could do that uh, men and black thing and just like zap out those two <laughs> games from my memory cuz it, it they were, I don't, I, yeah but um i i think we've also we have a pretty strong structure defensively going in next year and sweater we look prop like we do a better job i think of finding the the, the attacking pieces um, yeah
1: mate, i'm 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 really looking forward to the end of the season pods once like the game reviews are out the way yep. and we can we can properly sit down and really get into it with what the squad needs who we should who should be staying around like those sorts of difficult conversations i'm really
0: looking forward to and it like and it's the problem like i mean like like because you know like everybody's so accessible it's very difficult to talk Badly about people, and it's yeah, I find it's very difficult sometimes when you're trying to say, like, you know, this player probably won't be back next year. It's kind of, it kind of Mm. feels shitty, but I guess it's part of the game, so yeah, Gary, um, that's been. That's been us, and uh, we'll see. We might have a game to review uh, this week, so let's see what happens. Yeah,
1: I don't think we will. But, may- uh, hey, you know, yeah. maybe there's some special sort of podcast we can do Yeah, this week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, if, see if, what, if we'll see, pe- if see people-
0: what happens. <laughs> <If> people- <laughs> do you know what we'll do? As well as having people make our questions for us, if there's an episode you'd like us to... <laughs> There's a topic I'd like to talk about for a podcast.
1: We could finally do the mystery of Youssef Aziz. We can finally get into it. Just interview all the key players in
0: that deal and hash it out. Yeah. All right, Gary. Uh, See you soon, mate. Folks, please. Right, please. Time to drink on Folks' out we oh, okay.